You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is this the last time us three are going to be together in the same room podcasting? Mm. I love how Derek looks at me with like one <laughs> little eye like, this is what you've done. As we go on, we remember. Mm. Thanks, about to get emotional. Yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, why am I wanting to cry right now? All right, you guys ready? Yep. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast, and we have the trio here, and as we were talking about, I don't know if uh, we're going to have the three of us in the same studio podcasting again, but here we are, Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, what's up, man? What's going on? How was Maryland? It was uh, an experience? Crazy, yeah. Did you have crab cakes? I did, yeah. Brett Barons and I stopped and, and got a crab cake beforehand and uh, did not disappoint. Isaac Trotter, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing terrific. I do think this could be the last time, unless for some way we find Derek his way out to San Francisco for the bowl game, and then we can do that there. <laughs> Did you book your flight yet, Isaac? I'm booking it like as right we now, speak. Like as we're, we're going talk- through the podcast. Yeah, as we- well, I have it open on, on, on my laptop. I'm kind of looking through and finding different options. Derek, you coming? I got to say, after two six thirty a.m. flights to to College Park, I'm not interested in, in, in uh, getting back into the flying game. Are you a fan of Red Eyes or not? Of red eyes, yeah, like red uh, eye flights. I've done the red eye to Vegas, and it's not too bad because you know it's on the other end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I did the red eye to uh, London as well, and that I, one. I would rather have <laughs> it be at night when you're flying for ten hours than in the middle of the day because it's easier right. to sleep. But yeah, that that, I, that one's not going to be good anyway. Yeah, I'm leaving early, so probably like a three a.m. get to O'Hare, uh, leave for San Francisco at six. Get into San Francisco nine ish, I think it is. Um, but then after the bowl game, I'm flying out 11:59 p.m. that night. I, I'd rather do that because then the next day I can actually do things. I can actually be with my family and do things. And Good at point. this point, guys, in my life, sleep's not happening. <laughs> well, all right, so I it doesn't know, matter. I, I, on an average, I think I'm going to set the over under for amount of hours you average per night of sleep. I'm going with four and a half. Oh, I'd be over that. Altogether, now it's four and a half might in be a, the longest, one, yeah. longest stretch that I have. Because you have to wake up in the night for the baby. Because here's the thing, guys. Like my downtime is like nine to midnight. That that's what like my wife chooses to go to bed. I choose like I need some downtime to myself. I'm usually writing or working for about an hour and a half of it, and then I might just like watch something on TV. Like that's my time to be able to actually do it. That's daddy time. That's the, that's <laughs> similar. That's honestly the similar for me though, because like yeah. I feel like I get all my stuff done about ten thirty, and I was like, oh well, do you want to go to bed at eleven o'clock? No, you don't want to go to bed. You want to do something yeah. fun at the end of the day. And I can operate on five hours, six yeah. hours of sleep, and it doesn't affect me. My wife can't do that. She's an eight hour. Do you guys need hour. your full eight nine? No, five. Full eight doesn't really happen, <laughs> but I, I prefer. Closer to that than, than the four. Should we talk Illini sports today? No, we're good. We got lots of other <laughs> stuff to talk about. We should do like our end of the year reunion right. type of thing. All right, okay. we're going to talk Illinois bowling, Illinois football recruiting. Uh, but when we come back, we got to address, I think, the biggest topic, even though Illinois is going bowling and early signing periods close. Uh, Illinois with two 
heartbreaking losses on the hardwood. We'll talk about that when we come back. What we think of this Illinois team. Is it a tournament team? We'll talk about that next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Illinois basketball loses to Maryland after, Derek, how long were they leading in that game? 39 minutes? Yeah, 39, 38 minutes. I got it in front of me. (laughs) 27 seconds Maryland led, right? Yeah, Illinois led for 38 minutes and 20 seconds. Maryland led for 27 seconds. That's something. Mm. That's something right there. Uh, But they find a way to lose, which seems to be the case. Brad Underwood, what is his record now in like one possession games? I pulled up this morning. It's better than you think. (laughs) So there's been 27 games that were within one possession in the final three minutes of regulation. Illinois is 13 and 14. That's better than I thought. That's way better. They I thought they would have like eight eight wins. They had one starting with last year's Maryland game up until this year's Nickel State game. They had won seven of those games in a row. Wow. How many against high majors? Yeah. <laughs> so the Michigan State one, Rutgers, there were a couple Northwestern games in there, and then the Ohio State game all counted in yeah. your favor. So it felt like, and, and yeah. you, know, you felt like you had a closer in Io in those games, and that kind of helped you out that's been the one thing about underwood compared to gross is you're old like you're almost always competitive like how many games do they get blown out how many games does illinois get blown yeah. out not nearly as many as, as gross as gross did so those games all of those one possession games within the last three minutes that's more than a third of underwood's games here yeah that said it's year three it's time to win those games yes, like the, the getting close like it's just like football like getting close there's no solace in it okay Wh- what are you What's your biggest? Because there were positives, Derek. Like yeah. the, the defensive performance throughout the game, for most of the game, was fantastic. What changed there for them? Yeah, I don't think much changed defensively. You just had a couple of errors late where Jalen Smith gets a wide open pick and pop three. Georgia just completely leaves him. And really allowing Maryland to shoot threes didn't hurt Illinois throughout the game. And that helped your defense maybe look a little bit better because they missed. A lot of those looks yeah. when you have Wiggins and Ayala combined to go three for 13 from three. Those guys were both 40-plus percent three-point shooters as freshmen, not as well this year. Uh, but they really locked in on guarding Smith and Cowan. Kofi owned the matchup against Smith, particularly in the first half. Punked him. Yeah, he really did. Illinois was the tougher team. They had a lot of pack line principles where they swarmed in the lane and made it tough to finish in the paint. Uh, and then the other play, other than the Smith three late was of course the Anthony Cowan one from the Gary Williams court logo that's a big time play it was and yeah. as I went and rewatched the game this morning again and Dan Dockett says it's not about plays it's about players late mm-hmm. and that was a player making a play unfortunately Trent Frazier is about eight feet seven or eight feet off of him on that catch and it's got to be no threes defense and that's a guy that yeah. can make shots from anywhere yeah um that said you, you I mean they did have players make plays 
And Illinois offensively, Isaac just had no one step up and, and make any play. No field goals the last five minutes. Yeah, it was one of those frustrating things because you see the offense in the first half, and I felt like Illinois could could have easily extended their lead there at the first half. They only led by 14 at the half, and I felt like it could be 20, 21, 22. And then the second half, those little problems that we saw generating a little bit in the, towards the end of the first half mm-hmm. came and reared their ugly head. And we could talk about Kofi Coburn not being in the game with less than five minutes left. But I think the thing that really bothered me were the post touches to Georgie late when he was clearly not working against Jalen Smith. I didn't like that. I didn't <laughs> like that. In that scenario, you have your three-headed monster on the court, right? With with Andre Slees, Trent Frazier, and Io Desumu. We've talked about those three guys are going to carry Illinois throughout this season. And for them not to really get that chance with five mm-hmm. minutes left and to see a couple kipper shot, you know what I mean? Like I just felt like it was a little bit misused there offensively late in the game. What happened there, Derek? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was tough. You had some terrible possessions, particularly in the last couple of minutes, and I didn't like the the purpose that Illinois really had uh, offensively. And as you mentioned, Underwood's essential go-to was to get some post-isos to Georgie. They force-fed it down there. Uh, it wasn't working. And then I, I particularly hated the fact you, you left the timeout in your pocket on the last possession, what should have been the last possession. And yet again, Illinois had the ball with a chance to win and a chance to run, have the clock stay zero after your last shot, and you don't get a shot on the rim. My my bigger issue, Derek, might be two games in a row where you're trailing, right? Like you're you're not tied, you're trailing, and you get a shot. Like you try to get a shot off at three seconds or under. Like I think they got to go earlier, right? Get some action. So in case something doesn't go your yeah. way, you have some time, or you miss a shot, you have an offensive rebound, or you can foul if if you miss a shot. Like they fouled Cowan and only had two seconds left. He missed the second free throw and. That's it. I know they didn't try to foul. Right. <laughs> well, the, was the, point, the point with the Maryland one was that should have been the last shot. Yeah, and it should have been. It was tied. You're right. It was tied, and you tried to just run a simple high ball screen with Georgie, and then they denied it. Felice, they switched, and Felice just goes right into traffic, and you don't have anything else going off the ball or anything. And we criticize John Gross so much, essentially, for running simple, basic, late-game plays. Mm-hmm. There's no no kind of intricate get-a-guy-a-shot. It's either a high ball screen or a Malcolm Hill pull-up jump. Right. Yeah. And that's what we saw late against Miami. It was Io just dribbles into traffic and tries to throw something up and draw a foul. Nothing happened. And Feliz, you try to just run a ball screen, and that's all you got. And do they, if they have that player, is it Trent? You know, you know what I mean? Like, that can create some space. Yeah. Like, Feliz... Desumu's not doing it right now. Yeah, but it was supposed to be Io. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Like it, it was supposed to be Io. We saw those narrative late, wise, right? Sure. Those big shots <laughs> exactly. late in the game last year. It was supposed to be Io. So now I think you're seeing a situation where Feliz and Trent are both like, eh, what, is, "What's my job now?" Is it a concern that like narrative wise Io is that guy, but actual basketball skill, half court offense, is he the guy to create the shot? No, I don't think he is. I I don't know that he has the ability to make others better, and then also he's not getting by anybody in the half court. And that's something that is very, very concerning. He's a better transition player. It's continued to be proven against high major opponents this year now, and three of them, he's 15 for 40 from the field, and that's a guy that was a preseason All-Big Ten pick, a potential first-rounder, and now obviously he's not playing anywhere close to that level. And Trent, of course, can get you a pull-up three, I don't know how well Trent's going to finish around the rim. 
but right. he he is able to pass a little bit better, uh, and he has the ability to, to stop and pop. Well, and I also think he gets by people a little bit better. I think that's what Andres' strength is, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I understood why Andres had the ball in his hands late in the game. No, I, the most, I wanted him to get more touches. I was like, you take the ball at some point. Right. I, I definitely agree. But like, there's just it just feels like this team is still not figuring out what my job is. Everybody at Michigan knows what rid- their job I, is. To me, that's ridiculous. No, I, I agree no, with you. No, I, I, it's ridiculous that a team that had 10 extra practices, a team that went, I know it wasn't a complete team, but, but a team that went over to Europe, uh, a team that now has played nine games together. Brought back your, what, seven of your top eight scorers, and all you really added to the your major rotation is Kofi. Right. Who's been way better than you ever expected. Yeah, so I feel like... Does Underwood know his team? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do they? Why don't they know each other better? Why? Why aren't they gelling each? I don't feel like the leadership is there. The guys that they counted out for leadership, Io and Georgie, they're they're not showing much on the court right now. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that the Maryland game as a whole is a step forward as far as. Right. And once again, it's it's a very basic baseline of you're going to play hard against the number three team in the country, right? Yes. But then you you were tougher than them, you out-executed them and all that. Uh, but late game, I don't think this team knows who they are. And that really boils it down when things get tough, particularly offensively, who are you as a team? Who do you turn to? Exactly. Maryland turned to Cowan. Yeah. No doubts. Who does Illinois turn to? Who does it, Who should it be? Not, not narrative-wise, who should it be? Like, Derek, who do you trust? Probably the guy that was on the bench late is Kofi. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's where I was going. You probably would have called the timeout and get Kofi in the game, and if you give it to him, then that's... I I get that, okay, he's a freshman, he had four fouls. Um, I don't buy the defensive thing as much. I I know that Georgie's better on with Cowan on the ball screens and all that, but they were getting so many offensive rebounds late in that game. They were. They were getting layups at the end of that game, and Illinois couldn't score. How do you leave your MVP... Your best player on the bench for the final five minutes. Well, and think about how many fouls Kofi has drawn this year. He's one of the top guys in the country with just being able to get to the free throw line, and those free throw struggles are gone now. What has he made? Eight out of his nine last free throws? He's in a groove right now, and for him just to be not on the floor... Just for a stretch or two, at least, to get him a touch or two. Just a chance. Just to, not even to play offense defense. You didn't even see that where they where they tried to do that at all. It just because, is really frustrating. Because defensively, it was almost as bad as offensively at the end of the game. I mean, yeah. Maryland scored, what, nine points in the last... They outscored Illinois by 10 in the last four minutes. Right, absolutely. And yeah, you worried about pick-and-pop threes, potentially. But then again, Georgia allowed Jalen to shoot a wide-open one. And then at the offensive end... If you're either getting Kofi a touch that sends a double team where now someone is open for a shot on the outside, or he's one-on-one with Jalen Smith, potentially drawing a foul, or what worked early in the game was just simple high ball screen. Kofi comes up, and you're going downhill, and you just lob it up to him, and, and he's finishing. <laughs> or just throw it off the rim and have Kofi go get it, because that's what he's you been doing. the best offensive rebounding team in the country. Yeah, and, it's, it, and that was the same thing with Miami. You didn't get it off the rim, so let your offensive rebounding go get it. And that, that's just, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of the curve here, because still Illinois has a chance. It's a long year. You have chances in the Big Ten to get quality wins. And we saw in football we all wrote them off at two and four and i think we're kind of doing i think there are some out there that are doing the same things now i I love the tweet season's over right come on we we, we can talk about concerns here and frustrations here without going season's over pack it up but (laughs) at the end of the day in a hole oh you are you've dug yourself a bigger hole than you needed to be right like seven and two probably would have been where you expected to be yeah so you're behind that right right now you're set up to where 
if you be if you don't beat Michigan, then you've lost three in a row, and obviously no high major wins, no quality wins. I don't think Mizzou is going to be a quality win, and you're still fearing this the stretch of Michigan State, Purdue, and at Wisconsin to right. open up Big Ten play. And if you get into a situation where you're one and four, zero and five in the Big Ten, which we can't just pencil those in already, but those are tough, tough matchups. You got to go on a major, major run throughout the rest of your schedule. All right, so so here's the question: Will they get right? Do you think they'll get right? Uh, they're gonna. It's gonna be a game in the balance against Michigan, in my opinion. I, I think that that's gonna be up for one team. One team to win it late, and, and can Illinois do it? And, and I, I think right now it's hard to put a lot of confidence in them being able to close. This team's too individually talented to not be in it late in the year, in my opinion. I think I they're still good enough to upset some people. And to be competitive and to beat obviously the Rutgers and Northwesterns and uh, even the Minnesotas and potentially Iowas of the of the Big Ten, but you're worried about quality wins because all of a sudden it went from that Maryland game was a signature resume making win to now it doesn't it doesn't stick out on your resume at all. I mean it doesn't hurt you. You lost by one at the number three team in the country, but Miami might not hurt you potentially. It could potentially, but like at the end of the day, like people are like, oh, it's not a bad loss. But at some point, you got to get wins. Equality wins, and, and just wins too. Yeah, like win, against yeah. Miami, you need to win. And yeah, how many marquee wins are you going to have a chance to get with a minute left, right? And you you blew a great opportunity to do it. So yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you're dug yourself a hole, but you still have plenty of time to get out and plenty of opportunities. And then in the conference, you don't in the non-conference. Derek, that the non-conference is going to be not a maybe a failing grade. If you lose to Missouri, at the very be. least, it's probably going to be a net zero. Right. Right. Your margin for error is kind of zero right now. Like, you don't have a much you need margin to for win error. Out. You, you got to win. You have to win. Yeah. You need to win out in this non conference. And then, if you, but if you beat Michigan, you feel like you've kind of, is that digging out of the hole? Not completely, but yeah. I it's mean, a and again, it's, it would be a, a very, a very good win. It'd be a marquee right. win on, right. on your home floor. And, and that would be important. And then, of course, you had Old Dominion and Mizzou. You'd expect to win that game. And all of a sudden, you get right a little bit, for sure. Old Dominion game scared me for a while. <laughs> Don't forget about North Carolina uh, Atlanta A&T, who is 325 one, no. on Ken Palm right now. <laughs> I'm not worried about that one. The question is, I didn't expect to, nine games into the season, be expecting to talk about, can Brad Underwood get this team right. configured mm-hmm. the right way? That, that's odd to me with all the time that they've had together. All the time and all the talent. Yeah, right. and, and it's also weird because like I, this team does have pieces. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. Oh, they certainly have pieces. They have a chance to be really, really good. But the problem is, is that you thought you got a coach here who was an X and O genius. We right that that's what that's what you hired him. And now there's been late game situations two in a row where you go, we got out coached down the stretch. Well, where is the where is the genius at the end of the game? Where's where's the play? Where's the set? There, the there hasn't there hasn't been there. Well, other times, Derek, it's felt like this season he's been too mad scientisty. When it's just like, yes. keep it simple. And that's what I liked about the start of the Maryland exactly. game. He kept everything simple. This team was bought in. He obviously got after them in practice the week before because they focused on defense and they were locked in on that end. And then they just kind of disappeared and the moment was too big and Underwood couldn't get him out of it. Yeah, I, I know. And Maryland's a very good defensive team, but you still can't go 12 and a half minutes and make two shots. Right. It just can't happen. And Don't, hey. Brad, I don't want to hear that, Derek. <laughs> Apparently he, not. He, he didn't like when you asked him I, that. I know, I know. He got testy. Yeah, he was He was very testy. I'd be testy after that loss, too. Because as, be. as, as much progress as they showed in it, right? If you would have told me before that game, 
Illinois has a chance to beat Maryland with a minute left. Sign me up. Yeah, right you're after up the, three with the ball with a minute yeah. left. For even if you just tell me you sure. have a chance to win, it's a, it's within a possession or it's a tie game with a minute left. Okay, that's a huge step forward. But the way it happened, it's like oh, you're finding it another way yeah. to lose. You did it give away. it away. I do think though the narrative would be different if you beat Miami and then go into Maryland and lose that game. Absolutely, and, and, and that Maryland game meant hurt. so much more. It meant so much more than to lose it the way you did. It still makes hurt, it hurt because, more. It still hurt because you'd be. Possibly eight and one in a ranked if you'd beaten Miami and had a chance to, right? Had a chance to beat Maryland. I still think this team is too good to not get right. Do you just have so many pieces here? I mean, think about it. Kofi has been everything you wanted and more, but I just don't see Io continuing through this stretch. I don't see Trent continuing to, you know, Trent's kind of morphed into this. I'm just going to shoot threes or stay in the corner and just be a really low usage offensive player. I think he gets right. I think Andres is still so talented. I, I think Trent has been right. I want him to be more selfish. But that's my thing. I want him to yeah. take 12 or 13 shots. There are times where I want him to take the game over. Yeah. I thought against Miami he should have taken the game over because he was red hot from three. Which is what I loved about the lineup change. It, it, it made, I think, Io more aggressive. It made, I think, those pieces just fit. And then Andres comes off the bench, had a great first half. And then just towards the end, they're all on the court together and it just didn't work. And you didn't have your best player, uh, Kofi Coburn, on the court. But I will say this. They, they've corrected some things, right? Like after Arizona, I thought that was a wake-up call. And they focused themselves and got better. And as I've said, I think they got fat on cupcakes, right? Yep. Felt themselves going to that Miami game just like they felt themselves after – the offseason of Andy Katz building you up and Georgie getting him to raise him in the rankings. Like After that, they felt themselves, and then after the, the, the cupcakes, they, they felt themselves, and Miami woke them up. Um, but now they got now that this has to wake them up. It's not 40 minutes of complete basketball. How about just 30? How about 30 minutes of good basketball? Because you know the other team, whether it's Big Ten or Missouri, they're going to make runs at you. It's just you got to be able to not have five minutes of awfulness. Yeah, and really, if you just had the first... Don't op- suck for five minutes. Yeah, that don't should- suck for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that should be the motto of I Illinois mean, basketball. The first five minutes of my... Like, not even 30, like, just just be okay for 20 minutes, be great for 10 minutes, and don't suck for the other yeah. 10 minutes. Well, the interesting part, you got away with it against Nickel State. Like, that could have easily been a loss. You didn't make a basket in the last five-plus minutes in that game. Right. So there is a real <laughs> closing concern with this team, and you you can't live on good halves. You had a good half against at Arizona. You had a good half in the second half against Miami. You had a good half plus, and really Miami, your defense Hawaii throughout was, Maryland. Hawaii mm-hmm. was a That's second true. half surge, right? Like it took that. Well, and yeah. I think there are going to be some people who go, "Well, they closed good against Grand Canyon." <laughs> Throw that argument out because Grand Canyon stinks. They're I mean, horrible. if you haven't checked, they lost to Liberty by nine. Purdue, Fort Wayne beat them by double digits. They are four and seven right now in trash. So that's not going to be a win that you look at in a few in a couple months and go, oh, what a great close by Illinois on the road. I love Isaac getting out of here. Like I, he's just uh, saying sucks and trash. trash and yeah, got some some tood to you heading up to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, what's your biggest concern, Derek? Oh uh, man, offensively still is your concern. Your offensive identity when things get tough. I, I think when. In your closing moments or in your make-or-break moments of the game, who are you? Who are you going to? And do you have ways as a coach to get guys the ball in positions that, that make them successful? I, I think that lacked all around late in that Maryland game, uh, and that that really is what concerns me. I think the defense showed that they, with the pack line and when they're playing hard, they, they can be decent, they can be formidable. Yeah. What, what do they do against a good shooting team? Because Maryland's not a good shooting team. I don't know. I thought they were going to be a good shooting team. 
They haven't been, though. Right. Right. Against the Michigan? Right. Michigan shoots 39.9% from three. Yeah, you I guess can't, we'll, you I can't guess play we'll defense out. like you did against Miami. Right. I mean, that's you got to be able to adjust to the scouting report. Yeah, so that, that I wonder if they go more high pressure. You know, they did it against Cassius Winston. I wonder if they could do it against Xavier Simpson. We'll I, I think my biggest concern right now is the identity. And the leadership. And, and mine, that, mine is player leadership. Yeah, those I, are the, I feel like Brad Underwood has to take over now. And he did this week. That's, that's why that's, he, that's what the Maryland thing was. It was him taking over because his players weren't stepping up. And I, I got to do this. I got to lead the charge. But I just think the identity. I mean, I, I know last year everybody knew what Illinois basketball was going to bring to the floor last year. And this year, I'm, I'm not sure what their offensive identity is. I think it is Kofi right now. But I, I think it is subject to change. And then defensively, you're just kind of finding yourself and finding your groove a little bit. And you still don't yeah. really know and that's frustrating and the lack of leadership and the lack of guys like Io and Georgie taking that next step forward is really concerning and I think they can get it on track because they're both talented but that's really concerning to me. One question for you guys Yeah, how good can this team be if Io isn't elite in the Big Ten context? I think they can be good it's just they have to realize then that he's not the guy I go through and and what's that like? Can, right. can he handle that? Can this team handle that? Can that coaching staff have that difficult conversation? Because right, he's not a guy in the half court that breaks the guy down like Cowan. Um, now, we've seen him make some big shots, right? I mean, we've seen him do some of these things before. But right now, he's not that guy. Um, right now, I think he's got to be – and this is what he's got to be at the NBA, right? Is he's got to play defense, great defense, which he is capable of when he's locked in. He's got to make his teammates better because he's a great passer and he can get into the lane, right, and use yep. his length. Um, he needs to get to the free throw line. His free throw rate is awful right now, isn't it? Um, he shot those, just 15 free throws this year. Those are the things. Like, it feels like the lottery talk made him think he's got to be, you know, lottery pick James Harden. That's that's not his yeah, game. Yeah, that's not his game. I feel like if that happens, then we have to see an evolution of Trent. Understand? Okay, I'm going to revert back to what I was as a freshman and a little bit as early in the year, sophomore year, where you go, I'm the dude, and I'm the guy who can go score and get you 25. And th- or first that, couple games, Andres. Right. And he, they, remember those first couple games? He was the dude. He was on that team, and he, he's kind of shied away from that recently. He loses the ball too in some key situations. Yeah, because I mean, he can get to the rim. Yeah, and he can finish around the rim and he can get to the free throw line. I just, I, it, it's always frustrating to see how, you know, when Andre starts like that, you saw teams start to play him a little bit differently. Now you got to counteract that. And I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what that change will be for him. Not to just the, the second reaction. The second reaction is always the biggest thing. But Derek, that is the question they have to deal with now. And whether that's, you think he can get right and he's fine, we're going to keep riding him. It's just, where's that going to take you, right? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And is he willing to accept a change in role, or are you just going to double down and try to get him more shots where he's right? And right now, because he has shown it before, he has right. He showed yeah. it as a true freshman. You're not taking away the the late game shots against Michigan State or Ohio right. State last year, uh, but he's not making those. He's not making those plays right now, and particularly in the half court, it's he when he's around the rim, he's not finishing. You don't got to foul. You don't have to foul him no. when he's around the rim. He's not finishing over you. He's got to be able to hit the pull up. He's got to be have crafty finishes, and you got to be able to have some. I want to see more of the ball in his hands with some reads. With Kofi down the lane, do I make that pass? Do I pull up? Do I have Trent in the corner? There has to be some of those schemed into the offense where Io is making plays where he has options, and it's not just 
I'm coming downhill and I got to force this into contact. Well, yeah. I remember a play last year, I think it was against Rutgers, where we saw Io whip one over his head to Aaron Jordan spotting up in the left or like the just a little bit above the corner for a big three, which gave Illinois the lead in overtime against I Rutgers. don't remember, but it sounds good. You know what I mean? <laughs> but th- those are the type of, yeah. like, there's just these exactly. little, pl- you weren't there at that game. I was on the floor for that. So there was just these little things where you had the ball in his hands where he's able to make a difference. You go, that's your that's your NBA caliber point guard. When you saw Nico Mannion, what he did for Arizona against Illinois. You looked at him and there is no doubt in your mind you go, that's your NBA guy. Yeah. The 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 product that you've seen on the floor the last couple games from out hasn't been up to that par yet. His assist rate is down three percent. His turnover rate is up five percent. His usage is up one point five. Uh and his three point percentage is down it's a small sample size so far, but down from thirty five to twenty seven, which is that's kind of the the rate we saw late in the season last year. Yes. Right. And fouls drawn Four per 40 minutes last year, three this year. So, I mean, he might have some good counting stats, but these stats are definitely, you know, decreases. Like, he is yeah. kind of moved back a little bit. I didn't expect to be having these conversations about him. You know, right, right when, when this season was coming up, I thought it would be like, cause we were talking about it, like, how will DeMonte fit in? And DeMonte's been better than advertised. Can Alan Griffin take a step forward? And you've seen Alan Griffin do some of his things. I didn't think that Io and Georgie would be the two – Really big question mark. I thought Georgie would be. Just a new role. Could, could he sustain that with a new player? I, I agree. I didn't think Io would be a major question yep. at this point in the Absolutely. season. Absolutely. And it is a major question, Derek, right? Like it's has to be. Yeah, and the be. reason it's a major question is because when he is right, he is one of the best players in the Big Ten, and there's a reason why he's a first-team All-Big Ten selection in the preseason. Because if, if you get him right and you get him to playing that type of caliber, Illinois is really, really good. Which, by the way... Um, good news, Kofi Coburn, third Big Ten Freshman of the Week honor. Can no, just, no, no, Illini, I don't know how long they've done that award, but no Illini has ever gotten three in the same season. It's three in one month. He is him. like a runaway freshman of the year in the Big Ten already. Like you know what I mean? He like, is, isn't he? He is the freshman yes. of the year in the Big Ten runaway. Not Trace Jackson Davis has been pretty darn good, but Kofi's been been better, more productive. Yeah, it's amazing. Which brings I mean, you, you back to you, the point you, of like you and I were sitting there going like is ten and eight too much to expect yes, from him? Yeah, and who you're talking about that? And he's blown it away. So if you, again you sit and you tell you know everybody throughout the offseason, Kofi's going to be the front runner for Big Ten Freshman of the Year, but you're six and three, right? Figure it out. That's yep. not that's on Underwood and his staff, right? They got to figure this thing out, and we'll see what they can do. Big opportunity against Michigan. When we come back, let's talk about bowling in California. That's next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we've booked our... Did you book your flight yet? Not yet. Isaac, you still me, looking after through After the this? show, after okay, the show. still looking through it. Uh, we're heading out to Cali. 26th, the team flies out there. We're going to fly out there on the 27th uh, in the game on the 30th. Playing Cal 
in the uh, Red Box Bowl, which I was rooting for this over Pinstripe. I hear the Pinstripe's a great experience, all of that, uh, but it's nice to get out to California, and they had a really good experience with this bowl trip, a similar game, different stadium, uh, back in 2011. So now that we've had a week or two to kind of kind of recover from that Northwestern loss, which was really disappointing, that was a nice Sunday kind of coronation of a, a, a season that Josh Whitman called magical. Uh, I asked him about that, and he said, listen, it was because we had two transcendent wins, um, and, and we got to where we wanted to go. And would we want to win more games? Yes. Do we want to do better in the future? Yes. But we should celebrate this moment and expect more in the future. He is a master of messaging. So good at that. By the way, he was great yesterday. He's Obama. That's, I, I'm, I'm dead <laughs> the, serious. The college, the college football That's Obama. exactly who he is. <laughs> All right. uh, some people like that, Isaac. Some people won't. Um, but yes, he's very. they're both very good with words. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my point. That yes, was, wonderful yeah. with words. Um, so yes, like I thought that was a nice day. It was kind of a reminder just to kind of reflect on the season, Derek, and be like, they got to a bowl game, which we expected. And the way they got there, none of us would have predicted but it's what's going to make this season really memorable. Yeah, it will be. It will, it will make it that when you, again, have the win against Wisconsin, the come from behind, biggest comeback in history uh, at Michigan State, and, and you took the step forward that you needed to take. You got back to the postseason play first time since 2014, and you there's it's undisputable that you take two wins to four wins to six wins. Of course, the next year we can get we got a lot of time <laughs> to get there. Are you going to be a seven-win, eight-win type of team? Uh, but, yeah, it, you, you – are getting back to that level, that's exciting. You feel good for the players. Uh, and you saw some good things, particularly in that last stretch. Of course, Northwestern provided a little bit of a sour taste, and that's why, in my opinion, I think it's somewhat important in how you play in this game. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Right. For how you remember this season. Uh, but there's there's no doubt. About it. It's not fluky, because especially even in the way you played against Iowa, I, right. that showed me that this team has taken a no doubt of a step forward. Eastern Michigan was a disappointment. Northwestern was a disappointment. You got out-coached in those. You got out-toughed in those. Um, I will say, like, Nebraska w- was a step forward from the previous year. You just didn't close out. Michigan was a step forward this year. You just weren't able to close it out. So I, I do think, as a whole, most of the games showed you a big step forward, Isaac. And this roster is, is really exciting in the long term, especially next year. And Lovey Smith didn't shy away from that yesterday. He said, we've all been building for 2020. This is a good step forward, but 2020 is the roster. This is the best team we think we'll have here in a while in, or in the in the recent past. But I, I do agree that this Cal game in the, in the bowl game will be very important for the narrative heading into the offseason because you're starting to see some momentum in the recruiting trail and you're starting to see, hey, we got a facility now. We got a bowl game now. We got a really good roster now. That, now now you can have some momentum, but you got to win this game. And I think you got lucky with playing Cal because Cal has a lot of flaws offensively. You're not going to play a, a Pac-12 team that's going to like Washington State that's going to score 67 points. I think you're lucky you don't play a team like Washington, which is like superior talent. Right, right, right. Like Cal is closer to your level. Cal is a six and a half point favorite, and I think for good reason. Illinois got so many injuries. I think Peters will be back. We'll see with him at Torbebe. That's a possibility that he'll be back. But who are their weapons offensively at wide receiver? Right. That's a huge concern. But defensively, Cal is great. 
They are, they are great, but Illinois has put up some points against some good teams like Wisconsin and you know Michigan State and Michigan. So we'll see what they can do against them. I do think it's an even er matchup. It is right. Like you, you have a realistic chance of winning. And style wise, it's just a it's a good matchup. And I think that you're looking at a Cal team that's struggling with a, their quarterback. They not they're not sure what's going on with their quarterback race right now. It's just a lot going on. I think Illinois. It's going to be kind of a road game because there's going to be plenty of Cal fans there, but that doesn't really bother me in a bowl game atmosphere. And I think Illinois is set up to compete in this game. I don't think yeah. this is a situation like, oh gosh, uh, Lafayette, uh, Lafayette, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. where you get just boat raced by 25. Right. Um, this this is the one, do you mean La Tech? La Tech. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah. Tim Beckman. Louisiana Tech. The Houston Bates game. Yeah, right. It was ridiculous. Um, the thing about this one, like you mentioned, this could be momentum for Illinois. I mean, Illinois in 2019 reminds me of Minnesota in 2018. They ended the season like they, they fired the defensive coordinator halfway through the year. Uh, a couple games left after Illinois went off on them, but then they won three straight games to get to a bowl game. Went to the Quick Lane Bowl where nobody wants to go, but they were happy to be there because it was PJ Flex first bowl game, right? And then they win it, and then they turn it into momentum for the next season. And I do think that matters for a program, Derek, that hasn't won a lot of games, right? I mean, Illinois basketball still. They were in some games last year, won some games last year, but they haven't done it consistently. And if they made a run in the Big Ten tournament, I don't know. Maybe they feel a little bit better about themselves this year. But I do think it matters for a program like Illinois to have that momentum, have that confidence going into an offseason. Yeah, developing a winning identity. And that's important. And, and to not have all the the good that you built up through a five-week stretch and in disappointment on senior day against Northwestern. And then if you're non-competitive, you lose this game against Cal. But, uh, of course, you still have some momentum anyway, just getting to this point. Uh, of these four teams, Northwestern, Purdue, Nebraska, and Illinois, you go, in, you go back into the offseason and say, one of those teams makes a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> How many votes That's does Illinois point. get? Uh, I would have voted them over Purdue, not the other two. Yeah, no chance. Like I, I thought Northwestern. I thought Illinois had a great chance. I thought it was a good matchup. They end up not winning that game in a, a yeah, great year. Yeah, we saw it last year. We saw it. Yeah. How close they were. Like, I, and I just don't think they're that superior talented to Illinois. Uh, Nebraska, I did not see. I, I did not see that thing happening. But if Illinois lost this game, guys, they would have a four-game losing streak, four-game win streak, three-game losing streak in the that, season. That's a roller coaster right there, isn't <laughs> it? But it's so funny, too, because we talk about momentum, and I think the momentum that you can get is because the camaraderie and the no one's leaving here. There's not going to be a mass exodus. I think there's going to be some guys that will transfer it because that happens everywhere. Yeah, but you're not the backup guy. I don't think you're going to see six or seven or eight you know, top two guys in the rotations leaving across the board. I don't think you're going to see massive overhaul with your coaching staff. So yeah. now we, we've talked about momentum and now you have camaraderie. Now you have another offseason with Lou Hernandez. We saw the difference that was made with Lou Hernandez in, in just one little stretch. Imagine another year of that. Those guys are excited to work out with him. Alex Belchese said it's going to be hell, but yeah. it's going to be so good for us. And I think now that you have just this unit together, for another year with all of these pieces coming back, especially offensively, yeah. the, the side of the ball I'm worried about the most, now you can see a jump here. Yeah, and you hope to add talent. I mean, wide receiver's been a wasteland the last and couple months of the think season. think about this guy. Like, we have so many young, talented freshmen that we didn't talk about this year, we didn't see a lot of them this year, that they didn't have to play. And now as a redshirt, yeah. a redshirt freshman with 15, or not technically 15, but bowl, bowl practices, a whole spring ball, that's a lot of extra development for those guys who then they can be those supplementary pieces on top of what this huge base of seniors will have. Right, you're talking about them being redshirt freshmen, two deep guys, not redshirt freshmen starters mostly, right? Because I mean, we, we're going through, like, there's 16 starters back next I mean, year. Beeson, is he, is he the one 
next year that would be a starter as a redshirt freshman? Yeah, I think Shaman Cooper could be in the mix. Maybe, I think but Tariq I still Barnes think he, ahead of him. I, I do too. I think Kalen Tolson is ahead of him still. Right. I, uh, Milo is still uh, definitely ahead of him. Derek Smith could I be ahead Keith of him. I guess Keith Randolph might have to be in the rotation, but he's not probably going to start. But that's who we're talking about, just a couple right. guys, and then they can be supplementary. And if Isaiah Williams is really good, you know what I mean? You figure it out. Yeah, so that, that's definitely improvement. I know some fans were upset about um, not – there's not a limit on – Bowl practices, coaches always talk about 15, but there's not a limit. Uh, but Lovey Smith's not going to start practice until likely the 16th. So they'll get two full practices, uh, and people are upset about that. Uh, Lovey wants to recruit. And Derek, in my opinion, that is more important long-term, is to yeah. make sure you close on this class really well, um, because adding more talent, upgrading the talent to me, is more important than getting Kyron Cumbie two or three more practices in December. I, agree I, I think I think long term that matters more to the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or even recruiting potential transfers to, right. to come into your program. So yeah, building on getting to the next step as a program and trying to close down some of these late recruitments. Can you flip somebody? Can you can you get a Antonio Johnson or Antonio Doyle? Uh, that those are very important. And uh, this team's gonna be ready to play. You're gonna have enough yeah. time to, to get ready for that game. <laughs> well, even the the two full weeks, the yeah. iron's hot. You gotta connect. You yeah. want to really get after it right now because you have momentum, and so and exactly right. Even if they were practicing this week, there's like eight or nine or ten guys that are not going to be practicing. They're just standing on right. the sideline because they're not healthy. That's okay. That you, is all right. You could have like one one or two assistants running a practice with a bunch of GAs. That's definitely happening. Yeah. Well, no, but you could do that this week. How much is it going to help? Well, I'd and, rather just have them with Lou Hernandez. And they all right have finals shit. this week yeah. too, so they need to take. They were going to take that week off anyway. Everybody else is is working on school, and you still have fifteen spring practices and all those training camp practices where they'll get all their reps, right? Like, yeah. So I'm not too con- spring ball is going to be a lot of starters barely repping that much. Right? Oh my the god, I'm literally going to come back just for spring ball <laughs> because that is so fun because you can see some like second string offensive of linemen get after it. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> Jordan Slaughter Myers. is going to get a ton of playing you're, you're time. Gonna be text- Thomas Cronin. You're going to be texting me asking for Virtus Brown updates. <laughs> yes, I, I really will. I really will. <laughs> but yeah, like that, that's that's the thing. Like those guys will get their reps in the spring ball. The flip side is I'll stop the Atlanta fans two a days until Isaiah passes up Matt Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, there's thing I like Matt in that room. Can I say that? Like I like Matt in that room. But yes, they need to upgrade talent wise. I mean, you saw in that last game, Michigan game. You know, he did do pretty well. Um, but then, you know, obviously didn't go very well. Northwestern didn't have any. Are you, are you reacting to Strasburg there? Yeah, yeah, I was. Strasburg and the Nats. Strasburg you got to have another Nats. baseball. The, we, do, we, here. we have our little segments for baseball in the middle of Illinois football stuff. Something happens. We're like, oh my God, Steven Strasburg to the Nationals. So Rendon to the Dodgers, is that what we're doing here? Rendon to the Dodgers is definitely happening, or Rendon to the Rangers. Not to the Cardinals, you guys. We're not no. doing anything. That's a whole different story. Neither the Cubs. Story. Yeah, not getting Castellanos apparently. Hey, at least, Ca- or at least Carlos Martinez is going to be a starter. Thank you. He'll be hurting me. No Zach Wheeler for me. No, Zach Wheeler. Welcome, welcome Hyunjin Ryu or Dallas Keuchel. I'll take Hyunjin Ryu. I'll, I think t- he's I'll, t- I'll, good. T- I'll take both of them. Uh, Three-year, $50 good. million dollar deals if they want to come on. Hey, it, we got it, lots of money, man. Yeah, you do. Come down Marcel Ozuna. Apparently not, though. Oh, yeah. Which I is mean, fine You with didn't me. trust the Spanish tweet? Uh, Marcel? Uh, he's going to have to... He's probably going to have to, like... Wait this out. I just feel like the out, like I don't want to pay that guy five years. I 90 feel like million. he's going to get a Mustakas deal, a one year like eighteen million dollar deal or something. You know what I mean? I think that is type of the market that he's going to be in. He's the same type of tier of player. 
Yeah. Oh, all right. What were we talking about, Illinois wise? Practices, bowl we're, practices. Yeah, how important they were. Okay. Yeah. What's my hey, average temp in Santa Clara in December is fifty nine degrees. Fifty nine. I'll take it. We were also talking about this. The hotel that we're staying at yeah. does not have a gym, so we'll have to do runs, which means that it'll be good if it's fifty nine degrees. Oh, it's perfect. Absolutely That's fantastic. Perfect. Hill running in San Francisco. That'll be great. I can't wait. We might. I don't know if we're going to be able to go to Alcatraz. Have you ever been there, Isaac? No, but you I ever want been to. been to San Francisco? We'll My to make family a... went to San Francisco without me well, one year. Well, that stinks. That was really frustrating. I uh, know Alcatraz. situation? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was great. Alcatraz is awesome. Yeah. I definitely. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get uh, Trevor Valise to go with us because he'll be out there, too. Is he going to be out yeah, there? Yeah, he has family. Awesome. I was telling us, if anybody's in the San Francisco Illini Alumni Club, we could record a podcast with you guys. We could do a live it's podcast. At a bar or something like yeah, that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Derek, get out there so we can do this. Get on Whitman's plane, man. <laughs> Just find a way. You and Brad are tight again, remember? <laughs> Just yeah. like me and Lovey are tight. Yeah, find <laughs> right. some some donor. Fly, fly Derek out there, right? Okay, um, thanks. No, but yeah, I was thinking about something like that. So hit me up if uh, you're part of the San Francisco Atlantic Club. We'd love to do uh, something like that. All right, when we come back, let's talk some Illinois football recruiting. Uh, there's gifts happening with the Illinois football staff, by the way. Gifts are happening. We'll talk about it next. Gifts. <laughs> Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Jeff, you're going Jeff on me? <laughs> you are a Jeff guy. I am. I, I like this. I, like I get it because the... Uh, the founder says Jeff, yeah. like the guy who's created Jeffs. I think it's easier to say. That's my. I know, it, but it's a G I F, and it's just it 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 makes sense when you see it to say gift. Gift, yeah. So, creator, I, I get That's it. Right. You said it, but it's easier to say gift. All right, so Illinois football got a couple commitments over the weekend. One from a JUCO defensive tackle, Anthony Shipton. I basically look at his film eyes. I can see Tymir Oliver. Good. Which That's is a good what thing. You need, you need it because you lose time you're over. Yeah, I, I I don't think this is a typical JUCO roll of the dice. What are you going to get here with this type of player? I think it's a solid. He's going to be a hardworking guy. I don't think he's ever going to be like a a starter for the next twenty four games. But I he think could, he could he be could. a top three to five guy in that rotation and get on the field. Him, He'll play a lot. I feel better with him. Jamal Woods, Calvin Avery. I think you need one more. Deion Pate's decent. You saw some yeah. flashes from him. I think you need one more. I mean, maybe Keith Randolph bulks up and becomes a defensive tackle. Moses Okpala could play defensive tackle still. I think he needs another year. Yeah. Uh, Devere Levelston would fit really well. He's another Juco that uh, visited over the weekend. So we'll see uh, if Devere Levelston, if he if he commits to Illinois. A lot of people thought SMU was the leader there. Uh, but they need defensive linemen and a lot of them. But they also landed a 2021 quarterback, Derek. And this is weird football a year ahead of time this used to be the way basketball was all the time 
Like I remember Tracy Abrams committed late, and he committed as a sophomore, like <laughs> sophomore in high school. Now all those recruiting was simple, right? Yeah. Did he do it at the Jordan store downtown? <laughs> with it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, he did not. Um, but yes, yeah, so like back, like it's rare for Lovey Smith to get this early commitments. He got a commitment before a 2021 commitment before. All these four other Big Ten schools. Yes. This is the earliest commitment he's ever gotten from a prospect. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And I think you're seeing relationship building start to come into play. And that's why you invested so much time in this. That's why you got a two year extension after last year. And this kid, Samari Collier, was on campus last summer. So he so you're starting to see that. And even last summer, just being around him when he was there, he's a very high energy, big vocal kid. He has a lot of connections down in Texas. So this is a nice situation where maybe Collier's like the Marquez Beeson a little bit. Maybe yeah. they're not nearly the same quality not of the player. Same level guy, but the yeah. same type of active hey come join me this is what i'm selling and and that's kind of decent to have a couple years in advance well it took you the first lovey smith took over and you had mike epstein already committed that was the last time illinois got a commitment from somebody a full year before signing day um then you got ricky smalling and kendall smith the end of april you got karan taylor the beginning of march i believe it was and then marquez beast or no karan was beginning of april and marquez beast in the beginning of march and then this time who was first on board in this class? Jaden was second. Um, I thought it was Quentin, Reggie. Quinton. It was McCoy. Reggie. It was Reggie Love, right? Reggie I Love it was in McCoy. April. No, McCoy was the third guy. He came after because he was when they were missing on Singleton and Jalen St. John. No, it wasn't him. It was the offensive lineman. It was Marcus Harper. That's what and it was. And then it was Reggie. And Love. then it was Reggie. And then it was Jaden. Right. That was the trio. That right. was a really interesting weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we thought it was really going to get rolling there, but it was a late start. And part of the reason these other kids, like, they had questions about Lovey Smith long term, but they also, like, where are the other commits? Like, they, we need more commits. I think getting one early. He reminds me physically, when we saw him up close, of Karan Taylor, right? But he plays for a better program. Down at Texas, DeSoto's loaded mm-hmm. with Power 5 prospects. And kudos to Andrea Stoker, Bob Lugoszewski, saw him in the spring, liked him, evaluated him, got him on campus right away on an unofficial visit. Um, Rod Smith sees him, likes him, they offer. Probably could have gotten his commitment right then because mm-hmm. he basically told me he wanted to be there. Um, but they were kind of looking at Sam Jackson, Tyler Macon, and I still love those guys. But I think those guys might be tough to get. So probably smart to lock up a quarterback now. Rod Smith has a type of quarterback. You see it now after being around him for a little bit. He's got a type that he kind of likes. He's got a lot of types. I think, you know, because like CJ Dixon's long and pocket passer, Brandon Peters' pocket passer, Isaiah's just this mighty might electric athlete. Matt Robinson's kind of overachiever. So I throw Brandon Peters out of it a little bit because that was such like a, okay, we've missed on Fink, we've missed on Tommy Stevens, we need to find somebody. So I don't really throw that into the thing. I just look at the guys that he's recruiting and you're like, all kind of really athletic dudes for the most part. For the most, they may not have like an arm that blows you away at the beginning, or like that guy that just stands in the pocket and just chucks it deep. You're starting to see a little bit of the guy that he wants, especially because I think Deuce Span and Samari Collier are kind of similar type of players. Yeah, no, and, and I think Sam Jackson is a very similar player to Isaiah Williams, right? And Tyler Macon similar to Isaiah Williams. So you're like all kind of similar type of quarterbacks. I like quarterbacks who can make plays with their feet. I like his types better than. Jimmy Fitzgerald and Jeff George Jr. <laughs> what about Eli Peters? Are you Eli Peters fan? Yeah, I, I wrote one time that uh, Garrick McGee didn't inherit a great quarterback situation, and uh, Bill Cubitt didn't like that. He gave me a call up, but I, I said, "Bill, look where they're at." Like, right? And Chase had retired. 
Jeff had transferred five places in one year. I don't know how that happened. He still had eligibility. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Fitzgerald ended up at Dartmouth, didn't play much, got hurt. Uh, Eli Peters did play some games at Toledo, but those guys just didn't work out, right? So I think it showed. Uh, now his, you know, Garrick McGee didn't do any better for the most part. Right. But Rod Smith has definitely upgraded the talent in that quarterback room, which is good to see. And it's good to see them land one in Texas because they haven't landed one in Texas. This Samari year. didn't say that he met with Tom Herman two days before committing, did he? No. He um, says he's 100% committed, but he likes the offensive text. I'm oh, giving Adam nice. Miller oh, references. Oh, I, t- Sorry, I missed guys. that. I was like, wait, wait, inner wait, sport wait, thing. Wait, what happened? What I happened? Like, I was like, inner sport thing. Okay, yeah. How many people have My asked bad. you about that since oh. that happened? I told Derek that night we're going home. I go, you got six months yeah, of people asking fun. you about this. Fun. A lot. <laughs> I don't even, like, I'm not even in depth on the Illinois basketball recruiting, and I was getting questions. I can't even imagine how many you were getting. <laughs> Is he going to sign? Well, the new one that I had was uh, a message on Facebook from someone I was not friends with who was like, I know Adam Miller's friend who would talk to him this, and he used to like Michigan. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) We all will figure it out what Adam Miller tells us. Sometimes the best answer in our industry is to say, I don't know. Yep. Because people think like, you know everything. And it's like, no, we, we have a good knowledge. We talk to people. Doesn't mean we know everything. And you know, sometimes just saying I don't know because I I don't think Adam Miller knows. Some things have to play out. Do the 17 teams in attendance, 17 NBA teams that were watching Io DeSumo know if he's an NBA guy next year? Right. So I think that that is part of the process. That's play out. And at the end of the day, like Io DeSumo is a junior, probably gonna be pretty good, right? I think so. I, I would think it's gonna be pretty good. And Adam Miller's a freshman for a couple of years would be pretty good too. So either way. I think that would end up pretty good for Illinois. Um, I'm about to steer that off. No, the, that's good. I'm, I'm glad we addressed it. Trying to add value. Uh, Illinois <laughs> football, um, most important recruit left on the board. Isaac is? Oh, God. Is it Doyle? Johnson? I think if it's... You can, if you think they're on the board. Yeah, I think, I think it's Johnson because of the massive hole at safety. And if you have a chance to land Antonio Johnson, who's one of the best players at East St. Louis, with a chance to say, hey, you're coming in and you're going to be a starter for three years. And then you go pro. Yeah. Because that's the type of player he is. At Texas A&M, they got three, four, or five-star safeties there. Yeah, I think I think that you have a, committed a lot of time to East St. Louis and you haven't gotten a lot of reward for that. You really haven't. You've invested a lot of time and the reward on that has just not been quite there. Yeah. So if you were able to get a guy like that, that's a statement, and I would feel so much better about their defensive back play heading in. Because you think about think about the defensive backs. So you have yeah. Antonio Johnson, Marquez Beeson, Nate Hobbs, Tony Adams, and Sidney Brown. Like yeah. that is one of the better defensive back group. That's not Ohio State I, defensive I, back group, but you're starting to see how good that could be. I still think Quan Martin can be good. Especially if, if he sticks at free safety. I, I still think he can be good as an upper class. And Delano Ware is a solid piece, right. and you have Kirby Joseph's pieces. Um, it, it's it's Antonio Doyle or Antonio Johnson. I, Antonio Johnson and Mookie Cooper have long been my top favorite guys for there. Um, I will say I love Jerzon Newton. If they can flip him from Maryland, uh, he is a disruptive guy. 29 and a half tackles for loss, 16 sacks, turn on his film. I, I'm not saying he's this guy. He reminds me a little of Dewan Smoot. Um, he's got he's not as big as Corey Legit, but he's just that kind of disruptive force. Reminds me of Seth Coleman, and I think he's a little underranked, and I think they should re-rank him and put him in the top six hundred because uh, I see a much better player than what he's at, which is like one thousand. I, I think he would be very very important, but they just got to load up on defensive linemen. Yeah, I love how 
Lovey's type for defensive ends and Rod's type for quarterbacks. Those are the two most important positions right now. But I mean, athletes. You, yeah, they, they just right like it is. It's they're so similar. They're they're kind of similar dudes. They're just so athletic. And I, I do think though about Doyle to touch on Doyle. If you have a cell where you have Doyle and Shaman Cooper who are following in the footsteps of Daley Harding and Jake Hansen, and you've seen what you did with Hansen and Harding, and you see what the players they turned into, imagine what they could do with Shamond and Doyle, and imagine that sell in St. Louis. Seven years, $245 million to Steven Strasburg. What would you guys do with $245 million? I knew I should have stuck with pitching. That's a lot of money. Um, Garrett Cole, is he going to break three hundred? Oh, easily. Is he going to the Yankees? He's going to get eight for 300. Yeah. Well, listen, he can't go to the Yankees because he'd have to shave his beard. <laughs> oh, be a problem. Well, tough. the question now is does he go to Dodgers? Yeah. I like, think, are the Dodgers going to outbid the Angels? I here? think he gets 10 years, 325. <laughs> to a pitcher. To a pitcher over 30, right? That's, that's oh, the type man. of money he's going to get. No way do I give a pitcher that deal, no matter how good he is. Nah. No. No really way. Uh, 10 years? I'm just saying he's going to get 325 and they're going to spread like if, it out over If 10. you're a team other than the Angels, are you are you like if you're a fan, are you happy about that? You better win a World Series in the next 3-4 years. Yeah, but I think you've seen some pitchers that can go deeper into their careers long term now. Mm. Verlander is Verlander set he's back the clock a little bit. Very big exception. True. <laughs> like I just boy, that'd be ridiculous. But hey, it's not my money. Not my money. So good for Garrett Cole. Uh, he's having a very, very good day. It's nice to get together, boys. Hopefully it's not the end of the road. I'm not going to cry. Do I, am I going to sing Boys to Men here? <laughs> Do it. we go to the end. Do you even know who Boys to Men are, no. Isaac? Uh, you don't no. know? I don't listen On to the that. road. Right, Derek? Yeah. yeah, come on now. Like, this is like junior high. This is what you dance with the girl to. You no. Put your hands around her hips. She puts her hands around your neck. Gets a little with like three to four feet in between, probably. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> Don't <laughs> refuse to make eye contact. Just kind of th- awkwardly smile at each other. Throw as much yeah. axe body spray as you can <laughs> yeah, beforehand. Yep. Yeah, I guess the axe was was in vogue even when I was even when I was young. So that was like twenty years ago. So what a time! What a time in life. What was the go-to song at your dances? Casey and JoJo, all my life was pretty big in my time. Party in the USA. <laughs> what a Party great! In the USA. That is Mike Davis's favorite pop song of all time. Mike Davis. Yeah, my God. he loved that before every pregame. What's love, Fat Joe? That's that's a good one. Yeah, you got another one there, Isaac. No, I think that was the main one. I because that was a that was a song when I was in college. So that's that aging me. Shows the time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to miss a thing, Aerosmith. That was a big deal when I was 11 years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering what the songs were when you guys were actually in junior high. Something off the Nellyville. Track. I was gonna say yeah. Nelly. A lot of Nelly. Dilemma. Dilemma. Yep. Yeah. Did they play Ride With Me even with the lyrics that had no idea what they were when I was in junior high? <laughs> they probably Can did. you imagine? It was how, Jefferson. Now I'm just thinking, it was Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good one. I'm just trying to imagine like trying to be a teacher at one of those middles. You know what I mean? Like, Can you imagine being no. your job and that, that's no. what you have to do? I would hate that. No. And, and I was like, think back to yourself at that age. I would have slapped myself in the face. Oh, I'd have just punched myself and just I think you know everything, right? Yeah. You think you're really smart. You think you have like your entire life planned. And you just look so awkward. I was spiking my hair. Yeah, man. Like, I had the weird thing where I had like my, like I lost my teeth kind of late. So in like seventh grade, I still had like two teeth that still didn't come in. And I had a picture pop up on Facebook, the memories the other day. And I just looked horrendous. I just look awful. When I was 14 years old, I looked like I was 11. And then I finally hit a gross spray. I was like 5'4 going into high school. I was boys. really tall and really skinny. And <laughs> yeah. I thought like I could get like blown over. Yeah. yeah. 
I was a good middle school power forward and then uh, <laughs> stayed at 6'2". Good for you, though. At least you were 6'2 early. I didn't even, I'm not even 6'2 now. Wait, so you were 6'2 in middle school? I was essentially like 6 foot, 6 one. Wow. I didn't get to 6 foot until I was like a junior in high school. Yeah. I had a late growth spurt, too. I got a late growth spurt to get me to 5'9", boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, hope you enjoyed that podcast. It was fun sitting here on with you guys. Hey, we'll try and do it one Come more Come to San time. Francisco. Let's do that. Lon and I will make a road trip maybe have for, Lon, for a remote. Have Lon fly out to San Francisco, Good for point. goodness sake. Him and his $4.3 million salary. What if, what if. Or a sugar mom. Lon, right. <laughs> what if Lon hopped on the live show with us if oh, he was fantastic. out there? That would be huh. great. Open invitation. That would be awesome. Open invitation. All right. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening to us here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. If you are listening to this on Monday, you got last chance to get 50% off for an annual subscription or get an upgrade if you're a monthly user. Appreciate everybody signing up, guys. It's been awesome. Uh, seeing, seeing the numbers, we've had triple digits signing up uh, for subscriptions. It allows us to do what we do, and I, I plan on investing that, people. Uh, Isaac's leaving me, but might be investing in elsewhere. So Yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to take a dip at all if with me leaving i don't think that's going to be a thing at all i think it's going to even get better i don't want that to happen so i think i'm going to be aggressive here so we'll talk about that uh hopefully uh down the road Derek, thanks man good to see you guys good to see you buddy yeah no problem have fun in cali boys yeah listen to us next time on the Atlanta inquirer podcast Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.